0: We're going to have a very, very... Tonight, what I want to do with you guys is share some of the thoughts that God has had with me, has been sharing the thoughts that's been taken up my mind. Most at times, things that I've gone into scripture to search about. And so, let me just say this now. Don't expect... Um, me to really take you into the fanatics of preaching. Yeah? I'm going to need you guys to talk to me. Don't expect me to go into the fanatics of preaching. Expect for me to share a number of things. I've got about 10 scriptures I want to share with you tonight. Um, So I'm going to really, really take my time. Yeah? So, brace yourselves. I'm going to take my time and by the leading of the Holy Spirit, which I I've been meditating, I've been asking God, before I come and speak to anybody, you do know I pray, I do pray, I do ask God, I do check my heart before I speak. And after we get into the word, at whatever moment of this word that the Holy Spirit begins to share with us tonight, we're going to pray. Yeah? Now, first of all, let me just clear certain things before we get into it. Um, We're going to start with John 3. But let's just clear certain things before we get into it. I've told you there's a certain type of character. Listen to me, guys. Listen to me. There's a certain type of character that God is looking for. This character God is searching for when he finds it. He's going to entrust that character with nations. Pastor Toby said it, highlighted it. Highlighted it. um, And let me just say it like this before I get anywhere. It's not necessarily the good that will take the nations. It will be the rugged that will take the nations. It will be them that believe that take the nations it will be then, And I'm going to show you. In fact, we'll start actually with where I stopped off on on Tuesday. Genesis 17. We're going to go back to Abraham. I want you to see the man called Abraham. I want you guys to look carefully into scripture. At what point God demanded a certain type of walk from him. Because we're going to start a journey. Tonight, uh, I've been saying it, passing it over saying that tonight's word, or the theme of tonight's word, which may not just be today, um, but we'll wait for the Spirit to lead us properly, is called Let the Prophets Speak, not Let the Prophets Speak. There's a difference. Let the Prophets Speak, even Let the Prophets Speak, sounds like an African um, end of the month program. Where you see all the pictures of people um, That are going to be speakers of that night Again, I'm going to take my time So I hope your hearts are ready We may break into worship at any point But the whole worship team is not ready today So we're just going to go with the word Is that fine guys? Brilliant So, um, first of all Let me just clear certain things So my heart can be clear Why are we using one speaker? One speaker, Why? Him is basically the pin, brilliant. Thank you sir. I just I just want to clear my heart with certain things before we get anywhere. Um so what was the last thing I was saying quickly? What was the last thing I was saying? Abraham huh? Before we get to Abraham, I'm not rushing. I'm not rushing tonight. What was it? What was it that I was saying? Huh? Yeah, so let the prophet speak. Now why is that important? Again, today is not going to be the type of day or the type of word whereby I begin to lead you on, where I start to tease you with the word and then we end somewhere. The whole goal and where we're ending or where we're heading to with this word is that there are many mountains that God is trying to strategically position prophets on. There are many mountains. There's the music mountain there's the legal mountain there's all these different mountains that we know that you have a passion for Mm. the first question you must ask yourselves and this is why i'm asking any leader that's in a fellowship that does not know how to round up their people to listen to the word they're not a leader so i'm really hoping that everyone's tuned in again i've been saying this these are heavy matters that god has been putting in my heart and when i say heavy it's not a big revelation these are things that you know, but I must remind you mm. as because there are certain seasons that God has put on us and he's expecting a harvest and I'll get to where I am saying all of these different things. So when we say let the prophet speak, uh, uh, let the prophet speak, what I'm trying to draw attention to or what the Holy Spirit is trying to draw attention to is neon. God is trying to draw attention to, Christ, um, to Christabel. God is trying to draw attention to um, Pastor Antonia. He's trying to let you know that there is a reason as to why I've brought you here. My questions and the things that God has been, you know, okay, cool. The things that God has been putting in my heart is why have we had the last few months in Seekers Forum the way it is? Why is it that we've been hidden? Why is it that we've been... In the word, we've been in the houses and we've been speaking the word. We have been worshipping, we have been praying. We went into venues because we lost a place in terms of a house to meet. And we've been praying, we have been in the words. There's been periscopes after periscopes. There's been different periscopes in terms of different leaders, different departments meeting. But why has God kept us in this structure? I know we've previously called it a cocoon. Um, I think it was Tumashayim that mentioned it being a concentration camp. But what I want to highlight to you are the very reasons as to why God has shown me or why God has said that these um, services that we've been having, these meetings we've been having, why they are so important. Why it's so important. And why it's so important. Okay, cool. You're not doing anything bad yeah. but you guys come and sit here. Yeah? I don't think the sound is going to, would the sound mess up? No, no. Yeah? It's controlled, yeah. Sorry, Kelvin's a great guy, but the way he's smiling, yeah, it's <laughs> like, he wants me to get at him. And mm. I know he's not doing anything, so let me just, yeah, keep him here. So, again, I've been asking the questions. I've been searching the word, yeah, because every answer we're looking for is in the word. I've been asking God, why is it? That we have had to face these things.
1: <laughs>
0: Why is it that we've had to face services like this? Why, have You know, Doreen, you're good, because your poem was very good. So, Doreen, even if I get irritated, I'll remind myself that your poetry tonight was very good. Um, I love the way you ended, because my favourite line. The children of the millennium. So, well done. And I heard you say something about YSL. And I just remembered seeing... Um, his, Pastor Marion, that usually has that high heels, right? Yeah, so I knew that you were saying something proper. (laughs) (laughs) Why I just had to say that, just to clear my heart. So again, so these are questions I've began to ask because if we don't start asking questions to God, let me tell you something about Pastor Toby. Pastor Toby is a different type of man of God. Why? Because he has not just sat back and assumed that things just happened. He has been daring to ask God certain questions. And I've been telling you these things. Since the days of when I spoke to you. About the sleeping disciples. I've been telling you that once you have questions in your heart. It gives you opportunity to get answers from God. A lot of people go into church. They are introduced to a system. They are introduced to a religious practice. And they come week after week. Practicing the same things. They have A question in their heart that they are not willing to ask. They do not want to know the depths of God. They don't want to understand God. They don't care about, you know, where Moses and David will begin to prophesy and begin to say things like, let the whole earth be filled with your knowledge as the seas." They don't understand those kind of prayers. This is the reason why Moses, in our eyes, and even, and this is a shame, guys, this is a shame, that even in our generation, Moses and David are still people that we regard as peculiar people. Rather than them being the norm. Mm. The body of Christ has become so weak, and I'm about to highlight something to you, because tonight, I want, and I'm praying, and this is why I've been drawing emphasis, that everyone hears me clearly tonight, I've begged you. That I have your ears tonight. Why? Because it's at this moment. That another generation. That God has been working on. Fails him. It's at this point. It's at this point. That people don't even understand their process. So they don't know how to operate upon the mountains. They don't understand that. You see. And I'll show you tonight. That prophets are not just chosen randomly. Prophets are made. I've gone back, I've listened to a number of words, so don't mind me, I'm going to be saying a lot of the things that God has been ministering to me, things that I've heard Pastor Toby say, but I want you guys to follow me tonight. That one thing that we must understand, prophetically, it has been spoken of us, that we are the camp, the company of prophets. Why are these good words spoken over us? Are these words just to make us happy? Are these words being spoken over, over us For us to only just have a reaction On the day of the service Or do we understand That God is trying to let Kida know What his role really is Why is it that Kida went from Being a guy that carries a portfolio A portfolio of 10 million pounds or more Yeah, right And then coming into a church And it seems like God has caged him Why is this process necessary What is God doing Why is it important that we ask these questions? Because if you don't ask them today... You're going to grow frustrated with the process. Mm -hmm. And just at the moment... Of when God wanted to now lift you... Or manifest himself through you... You would have given up because the enemy is so... Listen... Just to start taking you somewhere tonight... You ask yourself why the book of Revelation speak... And in the book of Revelation 12... There's a woman in her womb, she's carrying a son. The devil, who was in the form of a dragon, yeah, did not think, Let me kill this woman. Because as far as the child is in the womb, the child cannot defend himself. But the dragon lay in wait, waited for the woman, yeah, to deliver before trying to make an attempt against the son. Think about it. Listen, dragon. The woman could not defend herself. The Bible goes on to say that the, um, that God gave her wings like eagles. And she flew in the wilderness away. My question is, or this is a normal thing that we can say to ourselves. If the dragon attacked the woman while the baby was in there, the baby won't have chance, right? Yeah. Would have died, right? Yes, sir. So what was the goal of the dragon in general? What's the point of that message? Because the Bible does describe to me that Satan is very wise. We can't come against him with our own wisdom. We are going to need the wisdom of God to be able to fight against him. So that's why I agree with your prayer. We need to be able to see in the sight of God. To be able to fight what the enemy is trying to bring against us. If not, the enemy has a great success rate of defeating people. Why didn't this devil go and attack the woman? Why did he wait for delivery? Can I tell you why? Because the worst time, yeah, the the hardest time, yeah, what will hurt God most is someone that has given birth to something and at the point of birth, it dies. You see this preparation that we've been doing called Seekers Forum, what we've called a cocoon, what we've called a concentration camp, if you're not sensitive, if you're not careful, at the point of delivery, that's when the enemy will grab you. And that will be another loss to God. That will be another generation loss. God intended to use a blessing. If God started conversation with blessing, it's because he wants to use her. If she fails, it's a loss to God, and he has to now look for a provision. And each provision is going to require more blood. God intended to use Adam. Adam lost the glory. And in order to, the provision in the garden was that God had to slay an animal to cover him. It's going to be costly. So, this is why we start conversations like this tonight. And I'm sorry if I don't entertain you tonight, but I want you to hear me carefully with these words because the devil is lying in wait. All the Seekers Forum, all the prayers, all the fasting, all the cries, the worships that we've been going through, that we have been given as an offering to God is at this point. I want to tell you since April, when the enemy saw that God had delivered us into a womb, God had delivered us into a camp, a cocoon, a concentration camp, It was at that point that the devil knew that he could not stop the process. But what he wants to do is now affect, challenge, destroy the delivery. So now God begins to press these matters on my heart. And these are things that I'm saying, God, we've been speaking about a number of things. Why is it now that you want to speak these things? So this is what we're going to go into scripture. So I want you to, first of all, remember this scripture I've just delivered to you. That the devil lies in wait. And it could have seemed like, you know, you ask yourself, great men of God, many people that are, that grow in success. The devil, you know, he doesn't look at destroying them at the time when they're going through their process. Now, what I'm trying to get your minds, my intention tonight, or the Holy Spirit's intention tonight is to fortify our minds. To understand the battle that we're in. Things that Pastor Togo will begin to say to us today that people that don't understand that they're in a fight will be destroyed. Their life is already done. Those of us that are here that do not understand that we're in a fight, you think that you've come into this world because you're going to get married and have children. Listen, you're already a plunder of a war. If you begin to think like that, you've already lost but God has an intention with us. He's looking at COD. He's looking at our generation. And he is committed that we don't fail. So what I'm saying to you, it has nothing to do with age. have nothing to do with experience. It's the word of the Lord for now. Remember these things. Again, I told you I'll take my time and then we'll enter the place of prayer. That what the enemy is looking for is actually you. <clears throat> He has seen the process. He has seen, yes, I hear you, Pastor Glody, that you have come out of your, um, your former church. You have come to speculation. You're in the position of process. But now that you've been ordained, and listen, you are not ordained along with everyone else here. You are not ordained to decorate the church. You're ordained to be sent out. It is at this time that the enemy will try and come and fight you. But what do we do? We equip ourselves with the only offensive weapon that God has given us, the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. If we have this word, when the enemy comes, we know that we should start waving our sword from then. We know that this is how we respond. We know that it's not going to be now that if I say, Pastor Beryl, go into the music mountain, it's not going to be now that you forget yourself because the devil has been waiting. The process wasn't too hard because he was waiting. What will hurt God more is the delivery. Listen to me, COD. What will hurt God more is the delivery. So I've said to God, I don't want to be amongst the numbers of those that came into this world and did nothing. Because that's the majority. If I'm going to be one that is spoken of like Moses, like David, we must go and see things in their life. And if we begin to imitate their faith, if we begin to imitate the faith of Pastor Toby... We will ensure that our lives don't end up like that. Because you see, many of the parents that we speak against now is at a certain time of their life, they believed in God. But at a certain time of life, they didn't know when the enemy came for them. So I'm saying to myself, listen, Pastor Toby has said it before. Sin is not respective of age. So it's not that uh, because we're young, that's why we sin. Or if you're old, it's irrespective of age. We just need to make sure we get it right are you here with me COD this is the tribe of David this is the camp of David this is a king that fights and I've said it to you previously before that you see this journey we are going to keep fighting to the day we die we're going to keep fighting but if we can be consistent in the place of fighting we will upgrade we will keep progressing in the place of fight I'm then, the, uh, listen, I am committed. So if I'm an agitated person, and when I mean agitated, if I'm picky about little things, it's because in this room, and I can show you my notes. You know, when Pastor Toby's talking, I have, uh, when God ministers certain things to me, I write it down. Things like God's saying that this is the core of COD. You see these numbers, those that are tuned in, those of us that are here, everyone that their spirit is here, you are the core of COD. You're not the multitude of COD. Every core will have an accompany of multitudes. The 12 will have people that cover them, that come around them. But listen, you are the core. What I'm saying to you is that grace is a leader. Christiana is a leader. Tell me, you are a leader. I need all of you to understand that. This is not a thing whereby Pastor Obi or Pastor Indidi or Pastor Enrique or Pastor Ben or a few other leaders that... This work hangs on. If that's the case, we're already doomed to fail. Yeah. God called all of us, and there's an addition that each and every one of you bring. So I come to now, and I'm begging you to realize quickly. I said to bless him today, I'm very happy that you can be someone sitting at the back, and I may not always call your name, but your exploit shows that you are a follower. You're not waiting for a pastor to call you or always use you as an example. You're hearing the little words that he is saying and you're running. And for those that are sitting down too long, let me tell you something. It's only in a moment of time that you will realize in the blink of an eye that this person has just overtaken you. So this is the reason why COD, especially this core meetings, these leadership meetings I've been always thinking we well, are we going to do these leadership meetings No, this is it These leadership meetings I need you guys to understand Word and prayer Our consecration We cannot play with it Because once we lose this very thing We lose everything in this life Pastor Toby will speak to us About a number of things And one of the things I'll highlight to you quickly Before we go into scripture Is that you see Ministry makes you a master of working Rather than your own walk with God you can become very skilled on the instruments. You can become very skilled with the mic in preaching or in singing. You can be the best admin. You can be the best at looking presentable as the man or the woman of ministry. But you see in your private place, you've been defeated. In the private place. And you will see God does not ask for you to walk with him properly. At the best days of your life, he asked you why you're still weak. Genesis 17, let's start there quickly. When Abraham was <laughs>
2: 99 years old.
0: No, let's fix this. What's going on? Yeah, you can go there. Don't you can stay there now.
2: <laughs> Yo, I want it on. Is it working? Yeah. Go for it. One, when Abraham was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to him and said, I am God Almighty. Walk before me faithfully and be blameless. Okay, now stop. So a lot of the scriptures I'm going to give
0: to you tonight, like I said, I'm not going to do this entertaining um, preaching kind of thing. I'm going to determine to get all these scriptures through to you. Why? I need you guys to go and study. I need you guys to make sure that the words I speak to you, the words that you're hearing, are things that you're going to meditate upon. The Bible says, when Abraham, focus on me, focus on you, yeah. The Bible says when Abram was 99 years old. Please remember that God started a conversation with Abram at the age of 75. I've shown you this before. At 75, God started a conversation with Abram. He said, Abram, leave your former household. Leave your father's household and come to the country that I will show you. I will make you into a great nation now. Abraham was a man, he lived a life. And I showed you previously that in this life, he made a mistake by, you know, because he had such a desire for a son. He had his personal will. You know, today people are only a, a result of their strong will. No, let me repeat myself. Some people are in the house of God and because they are determined for certain things, they are only the result of their own will. That's why people can't follow them. That's why they don't show forth the glory of God. That's why here and there emotions take them. They have used their worship or their service in the house of God, their talent rather than the grace, they've used that to amount as if they are walking with God. But you see, at the age of 75, God started his conversation with Abraham. The only issue is that Abraham had such a strong desire for a son. I don't know what it is that drove us into the house of God. I don't know why we're here. I don't know because some people, either the, the roads didn't work out for you. Either you have filled everything with life. So now the church becomes an opportunity for you to make it rather than you seeking the face of God. I'm going somewhere tonight. Now at 75, God called Abram. When he called Abraham, Abram began a journey under the conversation of god but in this journey because of his desire i said to you because he wanted the son so much he took up the image of lot as his son did i not say this to you guys he took lot because lot was in the image of his sons lot was his brother's son so because he wanted the son so much he kept him but as far as lot was in his life galatians will begin to speak to us we may go back there again Galatians begins to speak to us that, you see, anything that's of the flesh must be, get, must be rid of first before the power of the Spirit operates in your life. The Bible will say the bond, woman, this, the bond woman and her son get rid of her. If not, what I've called for you cannot come. I need you guys to listen to me because, you see, some of us has made, we have carried along in this journey our idols. My anger, my pride. My struggle and sin, my my all of these things, these become your idols that you're holding on to, and God is saying, Listen, yes, I've spoken over your life, but it cannot manifest until you get rid of these things. Abraham took along with him on a journey that God only spoke to him about. God um, lot took Abraham took a lot with him. Lot, here's the issue. He had his struggle a lot. Lot was the son, the image of the son he was looking for. He struggled with Lot. God tried to bring a divine separation. God forced the heart. He drove the heart of Lot away from Abraham. But Abraham, because of what he wanted, was chasing what God was trying to send away from him. Lot always wanted to separate from Abraham, from Abraham. It's key that it's Abraham, not Abraham. And eventually, when that went away, we find out that at some point in his journey, Abraham messed up and decided to travel to Egypt. When he went to Egypt, he made a huge mistake. When he went to Egypt, as he went to Egypt with nothing, he should have left Egypt with nothing, but he took up load, and he brought Hagar. Hagar will now be the means why he will fail, or Hagar will now be the means why the blessing that God was given to him will now be persecuted. I need you guys to hear everything I'm saying to you. So the issue now is that, okay, Lot has gone, but you've brought another image of Lot again. You've brought another image of what your flesh desires. The produce of your flesh. This thing that you're looking for. Don't you know that God has better for you? But in order for for us to receive better, we're going to have to kill. We have to get rid of what exists currently. Listen to me, COD, because if not, we will never, let's not fool ourselves. We will never be nation takers. We will just be another generation that was hopeful of something, but never saw it happen. Well, God forbid that won't be our case. Amen. So the Bible now says 24 years later, God, uh, I, I need you guys to understand something. We must to develop the fear of God. When God speaks, I want you to understand one thing. God is not a talkative. Do you guys understand that we mean? God is not a talkative. The things he's saying to us, listen, we have a time limit before he stops speaking. And when God wants to start a conversation again, it can, time can pass, it can, if God has not shown you mercy, the length of time when he stops speaking can cause your life to expire. How do we know that? The Bible will speak of us, or will speak from the time of Malachi to the time of Matthew. It was about 400 years of God not speaking. The Bible let us know that the time that preceded, that came before Samuel, that the word of God was very little. You could not find it. God hardly spoke. Now, what we need to take advantage of in a good way is that we hear God's words today. Because there will be a time, and God forbid there won't be anyone here, but there will be a time where God will shut his heavens over your life. You don't mind me speaking real to you. I'm speaking um, the things that God has been putting in my heart. There will be a time whereby God will say, I cannot use this person any longer. Now, God showed Abraham or Abraham mercy, and at the age of 99, he revisited him. At this age, the Bible now says something key. I would think, you know, God demands a perfect life from an imperfect person. How?
2: Read the verse 1 again. Let's start from there. When Abraham was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to him and said, I am God Almighty. Walk before me faithfully and be blameless. Now,
0: listen to this. and I advise you, go into scriptures, go to your Bible gateway and look for how many times and the caliber of people that understood this same instruction. Abraham was not the only person in which God would say, walk before me um, faithfully and blamelessly. He's not the first one. Neither would he be the last. No, he's not the last one. God spoke to so many people. People understood that this was what God was demanding from them. That if I'm going to have a chance of using a Pastor Francis... Francis, in this state that you're in now, walk before me blameless and faithfully. God did not wait for his life for Abraham to become Abraham before he made this demand. God looked at Abraham, the man of many mistakes, the man of many compromises, the man that has been falling over and over again. In fact, this lifestyle that Abraham has been living has caused God to stop speaking to him for at least 24 years. But that same state, that same man, God demanded that this man, hey, Abraham, walk before me faithfully and blamelessly. Now, let me tell you something. At the point that God is ready to bless you, that's the demand. No, are you listening to me tonight? At the point when God wants to bless you, listen to me, Uh, yes, ordination is a great thing, but at the same time, it's nothing. Sorry, it is nothing. Because there are many pastors. This is what I want COD to understand. In this world, there are many pastors. There are many preachers. And listen, what distinguishes the true from the false? The false is not someone that rejects Christ. The false is the one that's not able to bear fruits. Are you sure you're listening to me, Teth? What would distinguish the true, which I'm hoping is us, from the folks is the power that backs them. This power is not something attributed to your work. It's not attributed to... So let me just make it very, very clear. If I'm using examples, I'm not acting anybody, but I want it to be real to you. If you are an usher, just because you're a good usher doesn't mean that you're before God faithfully and blamelessly. The power of our ministry is our private life, mm-hmm. Pastor Toby. And I recommend you go and um, re listen. I've been listening <laughs> over and over to this word, Separating Your Walk from Your Work by Pastor Toby. Write it down, go and study it. I need you guys to study that, that word, listen to me. Because the devil will even take you to church if he knows that he's defeated your personal walk with God, mm-hmm. he will take you to church. He will put you forward to lead worship. And when you lead worship, everyone will clap for you. But he knows that he has defeated you where it matters most. If I'm going to be effective in my ministry, if I'm going to be effective in media or whatever I'm called to do, it's going to be based on how well I walk before God. Are you listening to me? Why I have to be real with you tonight is because Ministry knows how to mask people. Mm. Ministry knows how to make you look presentable before men, but look so disgusting before God. Mm. And if you remain like that, if you enter the business world, and by your talent and by your experience, you look very good, but before God, God cannot look at you. You're, you no longer represent God in that mountain. Wow. It doesn't matter if you're saying, I come in the name of God. Remember that there are some people that will try to call the name of Jesus Christ and demons will still beat them. Mm -hmm. This is a real work, guys. This is a real life, a life of fighting. The devil is finding all kinds of ways. Because sometimes the devil knows that the best weapons for his camp are made in churches too. No, you're not listening to me. God, you know, some things will allow us to come into the house of God, enter a process. But the devil knows that, hey, what they're going through in their church is only sharpening them to make them a vessel for me. So God begins to speak to us. He begins to remind us. He begins to say these things to us so that we don't become plunder of a war. But we become the kings that he wants to use to reign upon these mountains. That the power of our ministry is not how well we sing. It's not how much people speak of us. In fact, the Bible tells us, and this is not saying that people can't say good things about you. But the Bible says, hey, woe to the person that everyone speaks good of. Woe to that person. For that's how your ancestors treated the false prophets. Mm -hmm. God begins to highlight to us the children of the true prophets and the children of the false prophets. The Bible says, Abraham, in your state, Beryl, in your fallen state, you have not yet become perfect. In fact, it was just yesterday that you've seen that you can look back and look at all the records of your wrong. But God still puts that demand. Hey, Beryl, hey, Glody, walk before me faithfully and blamelessly. If you can walk this way, there is a power that backs you. There's a protection of your life. Why is it, I was thinking about it, Pastor Toby, the Bible lets us know that the wisest of men try to bring down and trick Christ so that they can persecute him. Mm -hmm. The wisest of men, the people that ruled the nation, will devise behind closed doors against the life of Jesus Christ. But because he walked before God faithfully and blamelessly, God will still be able to draw him out of problems whenever he needed to be drawn out. The reason why people fail in this life is not because they're not good people. It's just that, you see, they walk before God. They've not started taking it serious. And let me tell you something. I would have thought that when God started conversations with Abram back in Genesis 12, God, why did he ask him to walk before you faithfully and blamelessly then? I want you guys to think about that. Why is it that God did not ask him then? Everything that Abraham would do at that time, because I've said it and I was telling someone today, I think I was talking to Pastor Belgium, and I said, listen, there's some things, and God has taught me with this, you don't start a conversation that God hasn't started with you. I don't go into business unless God starts to speak about business to me. Everything is vain. So God knew... The, the, the weakness or how frail Abraham was and he didn't ask him to walk before him faithfully then God just needed to see his determination but determination takes you to, to a certain point 24 years later not that he's been made perfect but God would then now ask him walk faithfully and blameless before me now I'm saying to you and I that I believe strongly that God has now put that demand on us. Yeah. So this is when we will begin to see the blessings, if we can keep up the one thing in this life. I'm almost saying forget your service in God. That's not saying stop serving because you need to serve to be able to do it well as well. But I'm basically saying, hey, the most important thing in your life before your education. Before your children, before your marriage, before your business, before anything else, is if you know how to walk before him properly. Can you remove everything that will cause you to stumble before God? Are you able to make your path straight? Because if not, listen to me, you will end up, if you're a good person, you will end up being a parent that goes to church for the rest of your life. What accounted to you is no exploits. I didn't come. Let me tell you something, and I'll be real with you. Church, yeah, as we knew it, is very, extremely powerless and boring. I don't want to be accounted to that. I don't want to be, I don't want someone to look at him and say, oh, he's a church boy. No. I want my walk that produces a power that even the world, I said it to Birmingham last night, listen. You're not going to look for influential people. You are the influential people. If your walk has not been perfected, people will not have a reason to follow you. Because remember that evangelism is divine. It's divine. Since scripture, since we see in scripture, man's effort of evangelism produced very little results. The only ones that you can begin to win are those that God has given to you, and that is divinely done. If you're wealthy, we'll measure it by how much people God has given you. Now, are you listening to me, guys? This is a leadership forum. I need you guys to hear me. That if you're going to be effective, God is going to have to say to Kelvin, can I trust him with people? If God cannot trust Kelvin with people based on his walk before him, Kelvin will remain being a media boy. That's the most he'll be. But if God can trust him, he can be doing that. But we will not only account him as that. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. to We've seen people that's come into the house of God that God has raised into billionaires. And they still remain in the position or the post of the usher. We need to be people that out there in the world, we are the influencers. I've seen the church that's meant to be forefronting things in the world. They are always chasing the ungodly people. Why is this? Because again, and I'm going to keep emphasizing this, because they have not yet perfected their walk. Every other thing is important to them. Everything, if it comes to family things, is important. Let me tell you something. If your emotions is not tied with your relationship with God, you have not started a relationship with God. It doesn't matter if you've been in church for 20 years. If the things that bother God is when you make a mistake, it does not upset you. You have not started with God. Because God says that you should serve him with all your might, with all your minds, with all your heart. So everything of your personality is inclusive. God is not looking for part of you. He's looking for all of you. And I want you guys to understand that, you see, as you've known church before, you thought that coming to church is to fulfill a religious duty or for you to convenience yourself as to thinking that you've fulfilled a a religious duty. It is not the case. Church takes your whole life. No, listen to me, COD, if you're really soldiers and if you're going to be the future leaders of SPAC Nation, please understand that it's going to take your whole life. You're not going to have separate things that you're doing If these things are not inclusive in this work It is not part of this work It is not that you've given your whole life If your marriage, if your friendships If your family, if your business If all of these things are not immersed in this work yeah, You have not yet given God everything So don't expect everything from God Because as you give yourself to God is how he's going to give himself to you God is a faithful guy. He's not just going to give you what you give him is what he gives you. He's faithful to what you do. Are you hearing me guys? So we go we start off the Bible says in Genesis 17, I will look at this not yet made man and I will demand a life from him. Now, why is that important? Why do we start there? God looked at Abraham again. This man has just created so much problems for himself he has taken up Hagar, yeah or however we pronounce her name she has given birth to ishmael he has taken up lot and all of these people and god still demands what seemingly is impossible from this man i will understand if god asked such a thing from a man that was perfect But you've just seen this guy run his life down to zero. Create eternal problems for his life and his generation. But you're still demanding this from him. Mm -hmm. I then realized that the reason why God asks that from him is to see how determined and how far he's willing to go with God.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Because his response there is key. I've told you previously, one of the things that God looks for most In every individual, is their conversations in situations. How they respond in situations. God, what were you doing with Job? Why is the book of Job so long? And in that book, Job is talking so much. What are you looking for? God wants to see what you will utter. Jesus Christ, being the model of the man we should be, knew that when troubles came, he didn't open his mouth to speak. He was consistent with what he says. Now, when we look at Abraham, we then realize that God was looking if this guy would be willing. If you're willing, God will give you grace to walk the walk that seems impossible. Are you listening to me, guys? If you're willing to go deeper in God, see COD, are you willing to go deeper? Everything we've done as Seekers to now is still, in, is still behind us, God is pushing. And He's pressing us into deeper and more. If we're going to be able to achieve that, God needs to see that we're winning. And I'm telling you guys, listen to me. Don't allow voices in your minds to make you think that you can walk into the kingdom of God without it costing you everything. It's going to cost you everything. Everything that is paramount in your in your heart, be ready. You thought you've hidden it from God, God will test it. No, you see, and this is why I've asked you to hear me, because you see the things that God is saying tonight, he will check it. You're saying yes, but he will check it. Everything that is paramount in your heart, anything that moves you, he's going to move it. Okay, you're not (laughs) hearing me. Go to John 3. Every single thing. I've given you um, a few scriptures. Go to John 3. We're going to read from verse 1 in a moment. Everything. So my duty is not to come and condemn anybody. My duty here is to announce what I believe God has been saying in our hearts. nation is, listen, everything till now. We have one of our leaders at the evening Standard tonight, right? Even that is still below what God wants to do. Imagine at one point God said that the best of prophets was named John the Baptist. Yeah. And he is still least of the kingdom. Yeah. God was saying that as the word comes, there's a level of word that comes that introduce you into more pressing matters. The weight of this God, listen, if we don't, if we're not winning, guys, for everything, listen to me, before God, you must slay everything. I've said it to you before, and I know Pastor Enrique repeated it last week, i said it to you before that, a hey, what will make Abraham effective is if he can slay his significance. Isaac wasn't Isaac. Isaac was Abraham's life. Abraham had gone, had grown old. If there's any addition to him, it was Isaac. And God wanted him to kill him. So I'm telling you now, there's nothing. So listen to me. I am very aware, and this is why it's good to pray. Yeah? It keeps us as much as possible, sensitive to this work. You see, as I'm speaking now, yeah, the flesh will be doing everything to resist the word. So I beg you, don't get distracted. I told you, I'm not coming to speak entertaining things, but I'm saying things that I'm going into the place of prayer and I'm asking God for grace to be able to achieve. Because remember what I said to you at the beginning, that the devil is lying in wait for the birthing. I'm still going somewhere. He's waiting. It doesn't matter the process. You know, we've been shouting seekers for him. Everyone wants to know. You know, You know when a child, you know, I remember when Jogi was pregnant. The question that you will always ask is when the baby's coming. When it looks like you're now pregnant and you're about to give birth, other people get excited. Everyone says, oh, let me join the private schools. But you don't understand that the devil is lying in wait. He's not moved by that excitement. It's just at the point of delivery can he get the child. Mm-hmm.
2: Let it not be a waste. Let's go to John 3. Let's start conversations tonight. Now there was a Pharisee, a man named Nicodemus, who was a member of the Jewish ruling council. Yeah. He came to Jesus at night and said, Rabbi, We know that you are a teacher who has come from God. For no one could perform the signs you are doing if God were not with him. Jesus replied, very truly I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God unless they are born again. Okay, so the first thing we're going to
0: highlight tonight, I spoke to you based on the scripture the other day. I know this is why I hate Periscope, because you can't fully tell who's serious. It's just another talk. yeah. But listen to this the first conversation I want us to look at is that Christ will look at this guy before Christ. Remember that Christ was only revealed at the age of 30. So in other words, just the other day, Nicodemus was deemed a very important man in Israel. Are you listening to me? We will go further and you will hear Christ will call him by what he is known. Israel's teacher not that he's a teacher in Israel but that he's the teacher of Israel are you listening to me? Israel's teacher and the bible goes on listen, this guy wanted to more because every believer that has missed it knows that there's more the frustration of many of your parents know is that they have given their life to a belief and it failed them. Or they felt that belief and they know that there's more. But now they're frustrated. They're agitated. And this guy in his night season, at night, he couldn't come in the day when he had opportunity. When the sun had rain over the day, he couldn't come In his night season, he began to ask, Lord, carry on. What does it say? Start again,
2: again." in fact. From one. one. I want you guys to hear this carefully. Now, there was a Pharisee, a man named Nicodemus, who was a member of the Jewish ruling council. So, he was ruling, yeah? Talk to me, guys. He was
0: ruling. He was in a position of authority. He knew the Torah. He knew the word. He knows
2: Moses. But, carry on. He came to Jesus at night and said... Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher who has come from God. For no one could perform the signs you are doing if God were not with him. Stop there. First of all, if you really want God, you can't, um, what's the word?
0: You can't creep into God. Mm. It is something that everyone must see. Are you listening to me? You know, know, you've made a mistake and you want to hide your way back into God. No, you must reveal it. The power of the enemy is in secrecy. Mm -hmm. The power of the enemy is in darkness. Mm -hmm. And there's a whole generation that don't want to admit that they have failed. And they're still trying to creep back to Christ. Christ will never give them the answer. Because they're not really ready. Listen, there's a difference between getting caught and repenting. Mm -hmm. A lot of people only respond when they got caught. In God, it's never been registered as repentant. It doesn't mean nothing means absolutely nothing. Nicodemus, yeah, his pride made him come and meet Christ at night time.
2: Carry on though. We're still not anywhere near where we're going tonight. Mm -hmm. Jesus replied, Very truly I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God unless they are born again. How can someone be born when they are old? Nicodemus asked. Surely they cannot enter a second time into their mother's womb to be born. Okay, So Christ responds, I
0: love the way Christ responds. Christ responds and he says to them, he says to Nicodemus, listen, very truly I tell you, nobody can even see, nobody can perceive the kingdom of God. This is the message to the world. Remember that I told you that the message of the church is to a selected people. The church is a body of leaders. The church is a body of prophets and apostles. They are a camp that is to be sent out to the world. But the message that they will carry is the kingdom of God. We don't see God, we don't see Christ speak about the church, yeah, to any um, anyone that was outside his disciples. The church is spoken to a selected few. But the kingdom of God is the message they will carry. Mm-hmm. You know, how does someone strive in a land that just wants to keep you in depression? It's as of late that we've realized how much mental health, yeah, the fight, the strength of mental health in this country. Imagine that in the world, someone in Africa will think that London is one of the best places to go to. Mm. But you see, lately we've really realized, you see when Pastor Toby says, or when they say mental health is one in four, we realize it. Yes. in fact things are so bad here that people don't even realize when they have mental issues mm. until it's too late mm. but what the demons in this land will do is keep you comfortable until it's too late so we look at this situation the bible says very truly I tell you no one can even see the kingdom of God unless they are born again Nicodemus and Pastor Toby said this to us before Nicodemus is a wise man Pastor Toby spoke about it. Nicodemus knows that even a one minute old child cannot return back to the womb. But the Bible says that you must be born again. Are you listening to me guys? If you're going to see the kingdom of God. If you're going to know what God wants to do. If you're going to be a part of it. If you're going to represent why does God allow us to go children of righteousness. Why do we go through the same problems as children of the wicked?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's because you're meant to be an, an example. You're meant to be an example. Mm-hmm. What I'm going through, God allows me to go through the same issue. Because if I can show them how to maneuver in that same situation.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: The people in darkness, the scripture which says, those who sat in darkness. Yes. Why did they say sat in darkness? They didn't know how to move any longer. Mm-hmm. They were Not that they were content. They had to just settle in their darkness. You see, my mom, our parents, they don't know how to maneuver out of poverty any longer. Mm -hmm. So why would God allow me to grow up in that same foundation? When I come into it, I don't want to go ahead on myself, but once I become light, I need to go to the company of darkness. Mm -hmm. They will see me and I will be their only way out. Why are you guys gathered here? You are children of light. God is... So let me be honest with you. I know we've spoken about it. Hey, you see those of you that are in university or those of you who are a kid, why do you have to do so well? God will still judge you if your parents can't find salvation through you. Wow. God said, walk before me faithfully and blamelessly. If there's a blame against you why your parents could not accept you, you still didn't walk before God properly. Of course, there will be parents that will not hear you, and you want a faithful and a blameless life. You're not not getting where I'm going with this, are you? God said that if you see the wicked do a sin, and you do not speak to them, their blood will be on you. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Why is God calling you to a blameless life? Because in your household, you're the prophet. Mm -hmm. No, you're still not listening oh, yeah. to me. You're the one that is to bear witness. Yeah. But if you are convicted of the same crime as them, you're both going down. Wow. So, you see, those of you in uni, I was thinking, some of your parents, one, one of the parents that frustrates me the most, it was the other day that I had to just shut up. Because if we were doing well in school, we would reduce their complaints. Yeah. I was so happy when I saw the parents of Pastor Remy Banjo. Why would they not come they've seen her life change she's doing well in school and she's now also elevating in the house of god what 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 is it that the parents will have to say we've allowed spirituality here yeah, to make us void of reality god has sent you as a supernatural being in this reality your parents are frustrated because they felt, but God wants to show mercy. Remember that God says that he has no desire, he, he, he takes no pleasure in the, um, in the destruction of the wicked. God wants to save your parents. Beryl, are you listening to me? God wants to save our parents. So we as witnesses of this world, of this word, sorry, we are meant to show a great example. Remember that God will say to us that we are to show example in word, in deed, in truth, in all of these things. Why? Because we're not, also, we're not only called to say, you see, if I don't say these things to you, you'll think that stagnation is against parents. Mm-hmm. But if your eyes are not open, you wouldn't know that a lot of parents will come to Nation eventually. Amen. In the new generation, because I'm taking you somewhere tonight, in the new generation church, It is the young that is going to lead. That doesn't mean that the church will only be young. It just means that the leaders will be young. So I realize all the complaints I have of my parents and all of these things. If I'm not showing forth Christ, because Christ died with his mother being part of his followership. He wasn't saying, oh, who's my mother and left her. No, he was so much of an example that even in his death, his mom followed. So let's stop making excuses, guys. This is why you have to do well in school. This is why you have to be the best, even because remember that you are showing the world that if you fail, you're showing the world that Christian or being a follower of Christ makes you a failure. Yeah. Come on, if not, if we do that. The church will always just be a bunch of... Sorry, I'm going to say it. It will just be a bunch of idiots meeting. People that failed in the world and want to have opportunity of success. (laughs) We can't allow that to happen. The Bible says, very truly, I tell you, that none, nobody, no one can see the kingdom of God unless they are born again. But Nicodemus knew very well. He was not an idiot. He was a part of the ruling council of Jerusalem, of Israel. And what does the Bible say? He said, how can a man return to the womb? I need you guys to follow me here. How can a man return to the womb? What is seekers for him? Other than the womb of the spirit. You didn't hear me. What is seekers for him? What is vaccination? What is the garden of Eden? God created people, but selected people to go back into the womb if you don't enter another womb. He thought that Christ was saying that you should return to your mother's womb. You can't go back there. No, you're not hearing me. You can't go back there. That which is birthed of the flesh is flesh. That which is birthed of the spirit is spirit. What is the spirit? God, you have called an assignment. Beryl may have thought, I just keep using her because she's right in front. Beryl may have thought that she was just a singer in the world. That was because she was birthed naturally. But she didn't know that she was a worshipper and a pastor to that world.
1: Mm.
0: Here's the issue. She cannot jump like Moses made the mistake. From being birthed out of one womb into taking the nations. Mm. You're not hearing me. You can't just be the child of Monica and think that Mm. from there, Monica is Beryl's mouth. Yeah. You can't just be the child of Monica and jump to taking nations. God will interrupt your life. Yeah. Most of the times, Pastor Belgium, I hope you hear me here. Most of the times, the spirit, the servant of God called Trouble, the prophet, will have to change your room and send you to a room. Yeah. Pastor Toby spoke to us about the shepherd's tent. I understood that that's the other room you enter. Yeah. The room that you enter, how would I have known that God has called us for nations if I did not enter a room? Because that room, what is key to room? In the room, you are hidden. In that room, you are made. In that room, you are shaped. God has called us into nation to give birth to a new breed, to a new set of people. This is why I can't be like the others Because if I'm still like the others It means that I have not yet been given birth to Nobody So what was God really saying to Nicodemus Hey If you don't come into my womb Into me making you What did God say to Peter Follow me and I will make you He made himself a womb I told you that every Adamic man Carries a womb Did I not say this to you? Eve exists in Adam We didn't see the last Adam having a womb taken from him. He still existed in it. (laughs) Are you listening to me, C.O.D.? Why are we here? God is calling us. In fact, God has determined that we be leaders of a new generation. So, what was the case of Moses? Moses was born of water like everybody else,
2: but not yet born of spirit. Carry on with that scripture. Let's read. Jesus answered, very truly I tell you, no one can enter the kingdom of God unless they are born of water and the spirit. Flesh gives birth to flesh, yeah. but the spirit gives birth to spirit. Okay, <clears throat> so
0: the issue here is that everyone, and Pastor Toby quoted this in, this in this word, hey, the condition to fall in this category is first of all be born. Yeah. So everyone has been born. But the issue here is that if you're going to see the kingdom of God, you must be born again. I told you that we're speaking or we're on a topic I have only today or after today, about let the prophets speak. God is trying to send some people out. But you must have allowed the process. In that process one of the things you'll be doing most at times is very little activity and very much eating. In that time you cannot, sorry to be like this, but you cannot separate yourself from mess. Because the the waste of the child will still be found with him. Are you listening to me guys? The way so you'll be looking and you'll be thinking, Oh God, wow, well, how can you send me out? No, you're in the room. The shepherd knows this already, but he just needs to make sure that you're eating. He needs to make sure that by the time that you should be delivered, you're ready. Mm-hmm. And even then, when you're delivered, you're delivered as a child. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Can a nation be born in one day?
2: Mm-hmm. Carry on. Read, read, go back to verse 3 again. Read from verse 3 again. Jesus replied, Very truly I tell you, <coughs> no one can see the kingdom of God unless they are born again. How can someone be born when they are old? Nicodemus asked. Surely they cannot enter a second time into their mother's womb to be born. No, you can't enter a second time, but you can enter a second
0: room. The first room, you had no decision. The second room must be a conscious decision. You choose to die. You choose to cease from activity. You choose to sit down when everyone else is moving. But if you go through that process, have you realized that when you take God serious, it almost looks like he's slowing you down than your peers? The reason why is because you're in a room, you can't move. They are still out in activity. But those born of the spirit will soon come to meet those born of water only. And we will see who will lead. The whole world is waiting for the manifestation. In other words, the birthing of the sons of God. Let me tell you something and we'll go there in a moment. The world is on repeat. They are functioning on a priesthood order. You know what I mean by priesthood order? I went to a Catholic church. Every Sunday, they read the same book. You know what they're going to say at this time. You know exactly what to do. You see with that, you can be someone that has no walk with God, but your work looks perfect. You can look like you can, you can, because you can memorize, you see? So what I mean by that is, before I was born, gangs existed. It doesn't matter what they call themselves now. In my days, they were called PYG. Now they're called Zone 2. It means nothing, it's still a gang. They existed, they are repeating an order, but the priests will be displaced when the prophet is ready. It's just that the prophet doesn't have much activity. We'll go to Samuel in a moment. The prophet, yeah, he enters something by a conscious decision. Are you listening to me, guys? I hope you are listening to me. They enter, so, you see, if you have godly parents, they can save you. Pastor Toby had a godly parent, had godly parents, so they can make the decision that this guy is going to rise up in the house of God, like Hannah did with Samuel. But if you didn't, you have to make a conscious decision. Quickly, go to Amos 7.14. What does it say? Amos 7.14. Are you guys tired with me yet? Yes. We're going to have time to pray tonight. Because nation taking is not easy. And it's not everyone that would take nations. In fact, by scripture, it looks like individuals take it. You don't understand what
2: that means. Many are called. Few are eventually chosen. But God. Amos answered Amaziah. So, so Amos
0: got into a conversation. Amos had just become a prophet. Now, you know, we say certain things. You know, in the old churches, I know that when they want to exalt a man, they say, yeah, I was born a prophet. I was not made a prophet. It's bullcrap. You're just esteeming yourself higher there are certain people that are made into prophets, too. Mm-hmm. This guy was made into a prophet. Go on, what does the Bible say?
2: Amos answered Amaziah. Yeah, I was neither a prophet nor the son of a prophet. Listen, I was not of the lineage of the
0: prophetic. My life was not in the prophetic order. I was neither a prophet. So, you know, I know we use the Jeremiah story to say that there are some that are born of a um, prophet. And I'm not debating that. But this guy says, previously, I was not a prophet. Neither was I the son
2: of a prophet. I'm going somewhere. But what does it say? I was neither a prophet nor the son of a prophet. Yeah. But I was a shepherd. And I also took care of sycamore fig trees. Yeah. But the Lord took me from tending the flock and said to me... Yeah. Go prophesy to my people Israel. Stop. Look at this though. So if we consider the man Moses.
0: Moses was born of water. And I need you to hear me. Uh, What I mean born of water was that, yeah, the womb that you came out from, water had to come out, right? But Moses was placed upon the waters and delivered to Egypt as a child. When I say born, I'm saying sent out. Are you guys listening to me? You existed somewhere, but the process of you being born is when you're removed from that place and sent out. You are exposed. This guy was put and he was enclosed in a basket, but the waters gave birth to him into Egypt. He was born of water. Here's the issue. At some point, Abraham heard the word of God. Now, I knew you, you'd lose me there. Abram was the imperfect person that would still hear God. God was calling him. No, are you listening to me? So Moses was not yet made, but he heard the call of God that he is meant to be the savior of his people in Israel. So he attempted to save them. Just like Abram attempted to serve God. But his advancing in that only led him into more mess. Before God called him, he never gave birth to an Ishmael. He didn't have a son. It was better that he was almost nothing or had nothing than him to have gone and got Ishmael who would now be an eternal problem to his blessing. Moses had not yet been made. We think that the world, the world cannot make a man. It is only gods that make men. We can, the Bible says, train yourself in godliness. You can become a god. What we are doing here, why we talk like this, why we pray like this, why we worship the way we do, is because God is shaping us. He's making us into the image of himself. Once you become a god or a prophet or a god, because remember what God said to Moses, I will make you as a god to Pharaoh. But what was Moses really? A prophet. No, you're not hearing me. What did they call Christ? A prophet. He is the word that had become flesh. Now, the issue is, now Moses had heard the word, like Abraham heard the word, but he was going to make a lot of mess because he did not accept or he did not acknowledge that he needs to be made. So what happened? He tried to deliver just one person. And it didn't matter that this guy was the son of the daughter of the king of Egypt. But because of that one mistake, his life automatically went down the drain in one day. Everything he had become, I think it was at the age of 40 that he left Egypt, right? Yeah? Age of 40. Then he spent another 40 years In the wilderness before he came back at the age of 80 to lead people. Mm -hmm. At the age of 40, imagine. This guy only knew royalty to the age of 40. Mm -hmm. A whole generation had passed. Mm -hmm. And he fought by what he was that he can do God's work. No, the only person that can do God's work is not Abraham that's heard God's word. It is the one that has been made. Are you listening to me, guys? So Moses now decided to defend a cause, and it's not like, hey, you've grown with us. Because, hey, if he was delivered to Egypt at the age of, and let's say, I think it was three months or three years, one of the two, mm-hmm. and he grew to the age of 40, it doesn't matter if his blood is of the um, Israelite camp. He's basically an Egyptian, right? Mm-hmm. It's just like if you had a baby from when they were born, you adopted a child. It's like Tomwa with um, Zara, yeah? yeah? She has taken her from the age of two, that's your first time meeting her when she was two. She's now three, right? Yeah. Imagine her living with Zara all the way to the age of 40. Then in one day, can disown her. Mm. Even the world won't do that. Yeah. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? Yeah, but you see, he lost everything because the word had come to his heart. The New Testament tells us this. He knew that God had set him to be a deliverer of his brothers. So what happened? God had to allow the spirit, the servant called Trouble to change direction of his path. Where did God lead him? To the second womb. Because without the second womb, he came back to Egypt with a message from God. Talking about the domain of God talking about the kingdom of God. That was the message for the multitude. If the message of church was for the multitude, he would have taken all of them when he took, um, when he took Moses. Are you guys following me or are you getting lost in what I'm saying to you? Are you following me? God called Moses out. When he called Moses out, Moses would now be in the room, sitting in the room for 40 years. But what would be common with Moses what will be common with David? is that in that room, you're to learn one of the most important things to lead the world. Something that made Jesus wet. What made him weep? Compassion. The world don't have compassion. The Bible says that Amos the prophet said that I was not a prophet. Neither was I the son of the prophet. But I was a shepherd. And the Lord took me. You're not hearing me. The Lord took him from tending the sheep. His duty as a shepherd was where God took him from. He was birthed out of the role of shepherding. Where did David come from? David only existed in our eyes in the womb where he shepherded sheep. Are you guys listening to me? Why do we come to Pastor Toby? Before you've heard Pastor Toby as the shepherd, you know when the Bible says, go to the shepherd's tent. Mm -hmm. Go and dwell in his house. Mm -hmm. In the shepherd's tent, you will learn how to operate with the shepherd. Mm -hmm. Listen, there's not one person here, I believe, but I'll talk for myself. I will not care for people. As much as I I was a good person, I will not care for people this much. If I was not brought to spatnation. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah.
0: Spat Nation is a room. Mm-hmm. Do you know where we are in the room stage of spatnation? Mm-hmm. Let me just say this spatnation yet has not even given birth yet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We didn't know that the twelve that were sitting in Jesus' room, we didn't know that they would take at least a quarter of the world. Yeah. But when the shepherd left, Because they had now become shepherds. I remember listening to Pastor Abba a few weeks ago or a few months ago. And she was saying that you are first a sheep before you become a shepherd. Logically, that don't make sense because a sheep can't become a human being. No. In the spirit, you are first led before you lead. And what you need to represent Christ is compassion. Imagine... That Jesus Christ wept over a multitude of people. That existed before he existed. They had a ruler like Nicodemus. But he was still weep over that people. Why? He said that they were like sheep without leaders. No. In God's eyes. Leaders are only seen by compassion. Mm -hmm. So what is consistent with Moses. And consistent with David. Was that both of them were born. Out of shepherding are you listening to me yes, sir. do you understand me yes, sir. now why am I saying all of these things here's the issue so what does the bible
2: what, where were we reading
0: um,
2: yeah so read from verse 14 again I want to see if I've missed yeah. something Amos answered Ama- Amaziah yeah. I was neither a prophet nor the son of a prophet yeah. but I was a shepherd and I also took care of sycamore fig trees But the Lord took me from tending the flock and said to me, go prophesy to my people in Israel. Okay, so from there, what was the first duty
0: for Moses after he left the wilderness? Remember, he became a shepherd in the wilderness. He was helping with his father-in-law's sheep, right? Talk to me, guys. Uh Because there's no keys that you're not talking. I hope you're not Christians that are moved by pianos, you know. Because, that, should I tell you how you know you're not Christian? In another country, you stop serving God. When they have nothing, when they're sitting outside speaking, you say, F this. That's what, that's, what you told you. that's what you would say. You know, Christians, let me tell you something why we have to get rugged. Comfortability will never allow you to take nations. Never. You're too comfortable. You see, for me, I will look at COD tonight, and I don't care how anyone else sees things. I made the leader for a reason. I'm not going to look at things and say, oh, yeah, that was done well when it wasn't. It wasn't done well. I don't know why there's one speaker, and they're going to tell me because there's a pin. That's why right, there's only there's, there's a missing pin, that, why there's, there's no speakers, or there's not another speaker. I don't see that person functioning as a leader, there's no responsibility payment of the building is done very late. I don't see that as leadership um, responsible. There's certain things, why am I speaking like this? We have to be excellent in everything we do. If we're going to lead the world, the world has its own curriculum. They are being trained every day to be failures. Yeah, but they see success. Uh, They see um, what we will know is their failure. They will mount it as success. So we need to be at least their level of intelligence to be able to lead them. Are you guys listening to me? You can say whatever you want to say, but remember that Moses, the first church, Moses was not a dummy. Moses was their leader before he became their leader. Mm -hmm. Okay. He was trained. He went to certain places. The Bible Mm -hmm. says that he was mighty in words. That's what the Bible says. So uh, when I'm coming to COD, I don't like when we're doing things awkwardly it means that you're still not becoming leaders you're comfortable sitting here in the word but the word's meant to provoke you because both Moses and David the first thing they will go and do is prophesy prophesy is not just speaking it's it's a concept of fighting are you guys listening to me? when Moses came out God said to him now go to my people and say." He was now a word, carrying a word for a generation. Mm -hmm. David, when he came out, when his father sent him out of the womb, the backside of the desert where he was shepherding, the Bible lets us know that he went to fight. He went to fight in a name. He was prophesying. Mm -hmm. I need you guys to hear these things. So now the Bible now says these things to us. Now, why is this important? God sends you out. And that's what I was just highlighting to you. He sends you out of the room to prophesy. Here's the issue. Many Christians are intimidated when they get out. Mm. I need you guys to hear me. A lot of us are intimidated. When you go out into the world, automatically you become fearful of the world. Mm. Our question would then be, what happened to the training you was going through? Why can't you speak any longer? You've allowed the enemy to disarm you. Because I told you that the spiritual man does not hold the sword in his hand. He holds it in his mouth. When we saw Christ in the book of Revelation, a double-edged sword came out of his mouth. If he's going to be able to fight, it's going to be all in his mouth. I love someone like Pastor Belgium. Because should I tell you something about a prophet? A prophet, one, doesn't look like a prophet. That's the first thing. When you look at um, John the Baptist, he looked like a very rugged person. But in God's eyes, he was a prophet. A prophet would not look like a prophet. You see, in this day and age, Ghanaians has made us feel like a prophet must wear a robe. yeah, Or a purple priestly um, gown. gown. And carry a sword and all of these things. That's what we have amounted. That's what they've sold to us as a prophet. Well, a prophet is someone that wears Fendi mm-hmm. as a shirt, yes, as trousers and trainers. Yes, In every generation, a prophet stands out. That's mm-hmm. what I'm trying to say to you. Yeah. He don't look like everybody else. Mm-hmm. So you'll see Belgium. I remember when he used to come mention, man, he would be begging to be part of the word sessions. He just wants to hear. The people that are always with me, they will never cry when I'm talking to them.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: This guy will start crying. Yeah? When he's hearing the word, let me tell you why it's funny. He shared the testimony today. He went Leicester to do his first tour, right? He was previously sleeping on the streets in Leicester. Aww. He was previously looking for jobs in a day, going to give CVs to over forty jobs, right? Workplaces. He's come back in his first meeting had over five hundred people
1: there.
0: <laughs> Let me tell you about a prophet. Because the time when someone's in the womb, they always look like nothing. Yes. David looked like nothing. He would not be regarded as one of the sons because he was in the womb. But when he sent out, how you know that this guy's a son is what he starts saying.
1: Yes.
0: How can a small boy say that he can take Goliath? He says, I will do it in the name of God. Yeah. He would begin to speak and say, ah, you know, they, they have Nike this, Nike that, Nike that. But he would say, ah, but Nike don't have anything to do with dance. So he reached out to them. They said they're for it. Long story short, forgive me if I'm not meant to say this, it's too late now. But, <laughs> but long story short, Nike headquarters in America is calling him in the dance team.
1: Ooh.
0: They want to now establish. Why? You see, a prophet, when he speaks, it looks like it can never happen. Mm. Can a business be done with no investment? When you see it it sounds stupid. When it happens it will prove everyone else stupid. Yes. So now we're clapping for him but that's the shame of the church. That becomes a peculiar case when it should have been the norm yeah. Why? because people are intimidated by the world, by the world. they have not allowed listen to me, they have no faith in the womb. We learned that David learned how to fight. In the womb, David met the lion and the bear. It's not recorded in scripture, but the testimony of it is recorded. It was in the womb that he learned how to engage in the world. So my question is, when I then send a barrel out, or send a barber out, or send somebody out, my question is, why are you intimidated? When you listen to our father, Pastor Toby, mm-hmm. is he intimidated by anything? No. No, talk to me. Is there one thing that he's intimidated by? Yes. Why? There were days that God would sit on him. 12 hours in a day in the world. At that time, people will say, what are you doing with your life? Remember I told you, in the days of your womb, you'll be, uh, you'll be um, um, described or people will mock you. But when God sends you out, again, those that saw you or made you look like you were silly, they will look silly. Mm -hmm. Because I've said it to you over and over again that the word is brought in a way that is meant to be rejected more than it's accepted. Mm -hmm. COD, you know, Dan, I love that you're here and I hope that the other leaders are hearing. In your various cities, if any moment you become intimidated by the people there, you never allow yourself to go through the room properly. Mm -hmm. You're probably a premature child. You're probably. But if you're hearing the word, the word is meant to hit you to the point that, hey, you are in their faces. You know, you must be in their faces like David. This is what I hashtag today. We are the tribe of David. David did not allow his own brothers who were experienced um, people in the army to intimidate him. He knew he can fight a Goliath, though he's never fought a Goliath before. I'm telling you, seeing this day and age. This is our core. We will speak like this in this core meetings, but you see now in this year, we are not ending the year without bringing plunder back. Mm -hmm. We are nation takers. We know what the city of David did. They took the stronghold and renamed it. They took over it and named it themselves. You see, Leicester, we're renaming it COD. Do you understand? That's not saying, no, what I'm saying is that we take that territory. (laughs) As believers, you must believe this. So this is the issue with Christians. They are bored. They are lazy. They are slothful. They just want to feel like God accepts them because the world don't accept them. So they're looking for an invisible guy to Mm -hmm. accept them. So they are comfortable just sitting every Tuesday or every Wednesday or whatever designated day. They're just comfortable sitting. But they are not determined to rise as a nation taker. Mm -hmm. If truly you are a son, you will take nations. That's the conversations that God has. So when I'm going to a city, I know why I'm going. People may not understand why I'm going. I know why I'm going. And I won't make the mistake and just be going with anybody. It doesn't matter how close you are to me. I know why I'm going. And if we can't work like that, we can't. Because this is what makes us non-entities tomorrow. Do not be deceived by your youth. One day you will not look as beautiful as you are now. The only thing that will make you look beautiful is if you have money. Mm. And money is the result of what you've done today. (laughs) Okay, I've said it now. You know there's ugly Nigerian men that look good because they have money? Yeah. Yeah. Polished. Polished. (laughs) When your face gives up, the fruits of your work should cover you. When you grow weak, the sons are meant to beautify you. Mm-hmm. But if you have not done anything, if there's no sacrifice, if you're like every other woman looking to be married, God help you. God help you. I'm being honest with you. But COD, we can't. We can't. So that's what I'm saying. You see, with us, we can't get comfortable. In fact, I won't let us get comfortable. You see, when we start COD Group, or we're starting it. I'm now looking, I'm just looking, every day I'm just looking for people who could potential, uh, potentially poor as leaders. Who's going to have the passion for the community? Where's Abby, by the way? She's like, Why? She's Everyone's not feeling well. That's fine. I'm not, I'm not saying anything. I know everyone thinks that I'm saying something. It's fine. I know a few people that are not feeling well. We need to be people that understand what we're called for. When I, when I heard Temi you joined us. Ask those that have been around me. I'm happy. As soon as someone begins to stumble, yeah? No, I shouldn't say that. <laughs> so, what's the next scripture I want to read to you? Let's go to Psalm 51, <coughs> verse 5. Surely, saw. So you see, straight away, you see, Temi. I will not address Temi as if he's just started. I want to address him as if he's always been here. Yeah. If he's coming, how old are you, sir? 19. 19. Uh, most people, if you ask Nia, there's certain people, you know, I, I, I've tried, I've tried with the leadership, you know, those that sit closest to the front, the ones that you see all the time, you try, you try, you try, you try. And then we have those that hear you once and listen. I've told people like Nia, she's sitting in the back as a proverb, yeah? She's sitting in the back, and I've told her, listen, we're building you so by the age of 21, you're not like your peers. That's the strategy deep you're young for a reason Because you're the leaders of the new generation That's why Psalm 51, let's read it Surely I was sinful at birth Sinful from the time my mother conceived me Yet you desired faithfulness Even in the womb You taught me wisdom In that secret place Stop, stop there, so you know we sing songs that like, take me to that place Lord to that secret place. You're asking God to bring you to what will make you born again.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Take me to that second room. Mm-hmm. You don't understand. I asked myself today, what was the story? Why is Hannah and, um, what's, the wife's, what's the other name? Hannah and, is it Penina? Mm-hmm. Why was Hannah and Penina mm-hmm. relevant in scripture? Other than that they represented two rooms. Why was Sarah and Hagar there other that they represented two rooms? Mm -hmm. There are two different types of people that come out of these rooms. Mm -hmm. And I'm looking at these people. The Bible says here, look, you desired faithfulness from the womb. When Levi was still in the womb of his mother, I don't think I was thinking of him being faithful. I don't think he understood what faithfulness means. I don't think he, he can even be taught wisdom. How can a baby be taught wisdom? could you? Dogie, are you teaching of wisdom? I know she's on Periscope, so someone will say yeah for her. Yeah. <laughs> no, it, so this is not God speaking about the first room. There's a room he takes you to, to. It is uncomfortable. It's a conscious decision. But it's there that he teaches you certain things. Because if Jacob leaves his house, yeah, Without the fear of Isaac, he will mess up everything. Are you listening to me? What am I basically saying here? You see, God is getting ready to send us out. It's about time. But we must make sure that Elohim, I don't care how much he jokes about. I don't care how much people call him POJ. If he's not carrying the words that he's hearing in Leicester, then he's going to mess everything up. Are you listening to me? Yes, Look at the man called Paul, and how particular he was about um, what was his protege's name, Timothy, yeah. and Titus, and all of these guys. How much he was serious about him keeping up the doctrine he taught him. Mm-hmm. Why can Pastor Toby entrust <coughs> a word to us, entrust the next generation to us? It's because hey, you see, Pastor Obi, I'm not going to speak outside what he's speaking. Anything I speak, if you go and really do your SoundCloud, if SoundCloud is, if the SoundCloud is not something you're doing so you don't get in trouble, and it's something you're doing because you're learning. Let me tell you something. You know the first gens are not asked to do SoundClouds and notes. But you know I do SoundClouds and notes. Because I'm not gonna watch you guys doing SoundCloud and notes, and then one day you overtake me. Why? <laughs> See, understand, why? I don't care if nobody does it. When we did the Bible reading, other people won't do it. Okay, I'm going to do it. Do you understand? Because I understand that God is calling me, and I'm not yet—I'm um, not yet Abraham. I'm still Abraham trying to walk straight. Yeah. But the word is what makes us. Is yes. what shapes us. So you see this journey. What am I saying basically? We need to make sure we're carrying this word. Are you listening to me, Cld? Yes. We have to make sure we're carrying this word. Stop being yourself. And when I say stop being yourself, stop being comfortable with your old self.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Understand that you were brought here for a reason. Everyone knows it. And I'm telling you here, just in case you forget, I don't have another life. If you know me, what I'm sowing for, yeah, is so that a Pastor Toby won't be missing from a new generation. If you call me Pastor Toby Jr., that's the reason why. Because I've seen myself... And I've realized I can't do it. But I'm attracting this spirit, this heart, so that a new generation can still find it. Mm-hmm. I understand about order. I understand about followership. It's You are more powerful following than leading. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Every leader must be following somebody. But let me give you some scriptures before we enter a moment of prayer. What's the time? 18 past. Nine. 18 past. I want us to done by quarter to read Amos 7 right Galatians 2 verse 1 then after 14 years I went up again to Jerusalem this time with Barnabas I took Titus along also but why did I put that there Paul was called as Saul but then he had to go through 14 years that no one can see his womb period this was where God will make him And after the 14 years, he will come to the church because prophets are sent out of the church. Are you guys listening to me? Prophets are sent out of the company of apostles. That's what Pastor Toby's been saying. If you remember, and today I decided to listen to the boy Samuel, when he came to speak to us, he said, COD, you're the company of prophets. The reason why Samuel's here is only to identify David. Yeah, you're not hearing, but it's fine. What other scriptures? Galatians 1. Paul, an apostle, verse 1. Paul, an apostle, sent not from men, nor by a man, but by Jesus Christ and God the Father, who raised him from the dead. I'll show you why I went there. Let's go to John 1. John 1, verse 11. No, verse 9. I'll read from there. The true light that gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world. And though the world was made through him. The world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own. But his own did not receive him. Verse 12. Yet to all who did receive him. To those who believed in his name. He gave the right to become children of God. Children. This is the key verse I want you guys to hear children born not of natural descent nor of human decision or a husband's will but born of God remember what I've said born is they're sending out you were in a womb but now you're being delivered to the world God says here in two scriptures Paul was saying I was not basically born by men man did not send me I had entered a womb and from this room of God, this room of the Spirit, I was sent forth. Do you understand? Paul, um, the book of John was saying here, people not born of natural descent, not of husband's will, not by the desires of flesh, but born of God. I'm saying to you CLD, this Seekers Forum, since April was a moon period for you guys, for all of us. And I'm not saying that Seekers end, we're still in the world, we're still pressing, when we have millions and billions, in fact, I must speak prophetically. Once we have trillions in our camp. it sounds stupid now. I understand, I'm a prophet, so I get it. It, it, it sounds stupid, but you see, when we have trillions, we must have this, uh, this desire for God's word. Money's not going to redefine us, because we were already shaped in the room. If God is going to trust us with nations, it's because He has brought us into a room. So this is why I need us to now go back to Genesis 17. Not go back there, but I want us to hear the word that God said to Abraham. Walk before me faithfully and blamelessly. God watches each and every one of us. I'm not saying that we don't have wrongs, but I'm saying how do we respond to it? Do you understand? It's my whole heart, it's my whole mind in here. You have to ask yourself, if talent was taken away from you, would we still see power in your life? Mm -hmm. If we don't see power in your life, you have not walked with God. Mm -hmm. Are you listening to me? If I wasn't preaching, would you still be able to follow me? Mm -hmm. These are the questions you have to ask yourself. If you don't have a voice, would there still be power in your life? Mm -hmm. She's growing. Because now I can see her doing um, motherly work with the London Takeover team. So you know she's not there because she can sing. She's also leading people. There's a power over her life. But what I'm saying here is, let's stop being immature because God is trying to entrust nations to us that's in this room. Yeah. So we have to take serious. Let me, I told you I'm speaking to you a certain way. Those of you, I've said it to Pastor Ashley, just in case she hasn't said it to you, I'll say it to you here. The choir, stop assuming that you're very good singers. Yeah. When you go out there, you'll realize that there are better singers than you. Yeah, Yeah? but what you have that is better than them is the spirit Mm. greater is he that is in me than he that is of the world so what am I saying advance more go and learn go and do vocal training become better are you guys listening to me? don't become lazy because you're in church those of you that are in school study don't just go to lessons study so you can come out with firsts go and read go and do these things look into COD, guys listen to me everyone here is a leader I I don't care if you just came yesterday COD what we have been doing, what God has impressed in my heart for us to take nations we need this core team as leaders and I respect each and every one of you, become better at what you do are you guys listening to me, if you have received the spirit, become better You look at COD, don't wait for myself or Pastor Indidi to tell you what to do. What is COD lacking? Are you observing Nation well? Mm -hmm. Are you, If you're observing Nation well, you can see many things that COD is lacking. Become the person that fills that void. We need people that will spearhead the community work. Who's willing to take that on their shoulders? Who's willing? Remember, listen to me. If you're confident in the spirit, yeah? you have the drive to do anything. Yes, sir. David was not a king or practicing to be a king before God made him a king. Mm-hmm. God just saw that his heart was right. Yes, so I'm saying all of us here, let's stop being mediocre and let's push. Yes,
1: sir.
0: I said it earlier in the week that yes, we clocked 20K last Sunday, yeah? And we were the only family to clock 20K. But I looked at it and I realized, no, we're not doing good. Mm-hmm. Because we chill and, listen, we're never going to take away our family feel. What takes a nation is always a family, yeah? But we must be people that are saying diligently that we're doing well, like we're working hard. We're actually working hard. Guys, let's grow up. Let it not be that people look at us and because of our age, yeah, they always just call us us kids. It it took kids to raise this fat nation today. So we need to see excellence. I'm never going to be comfortable, and that's why I keep saying, I'm never going to be comfortable with someone giving me an excuse why there's not two speakers when there's meant to be two speakers. Not you directly, but I'm going to put it on you because I can't see Benny, I can't see anybody else. I'm not going to be, I'm not going to be happy with that. I'm not going to be happy when the choir cannot deliver because you understand that you are co-preaching with me. Yes, you can be singing, but you are preaching with me. I'm not happy when the men cannot rise as fathers. There's still little boys that people have to tell you things. We need to rise. That's what I'm saying to you guys. There is more. If at our current state, we're clocking 20K, we're doing all the things we're doing. Can you imagine if when we take this work serious, what we will do? Yes, sir. When we really begin to work. Now, how would that start? Has Nation COD, become your life? Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Or is this something that you do on a designated day? Mm -hmm. Are you a Christian when it's time for service? And then you go out, you you know, we were talking about um, uh, marriages as banter the other day, yeah? And I was thinking to myself, a comment that Pastor Toby made. That people on their wedding day become a devil. Mm. You know, that's the day that, it doesn't matter who they were in church. Because it's a celebration, for goodness sake, one day, you know, of a lifetime, you become a devil. You sow that seed, how? I'm saying, listen, I've said to myself, Pastor Opie, stop making it look because you're young in comparison to people that you can get. No, live like a president. Set a bar for yourself. And that's what I'm doing with COD. Guys, we need to take things to the next level. Yes, sir. Uh-huh. So I'm saying those that are working, and I, that's why I said today will be different. Those of you that are working, don't work for working's sake. Are you getting, um, what is it? Um, what's the word that I can use? Are you, are you looking for influential jobs? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes, sir. If you've been working as a cleaner for seed, I don't know anyone that works as a cleaner for seed, but if you've been working as a cleaner for seed for some time, it's about time that you start looking to progress in that—not mm-hmm. in cleaning, but look to graduate yeah. from that. We're going to say, "How long are you going to be cleaning for?" I want you—I want your minds to change. When the Bible or when the Spirit begins to say, "Let the prophets speak," it's saying that I want to put people on mountains, mm-hmm. but our one offensive weapon is our mouths. If we allow the world to shut us up, what were they trying to do with David? Keep him quiet. If he stopped talking, his hands will not be able to bring victory. Are you listening to me guys? Okay. rest to your feet. We're going to pray.